Thanks to everyone who supported us over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. Check it out if you want additional content like pre-show and post-show clips. Live-ish from Swordplay Studios, it's an attempt at boards and swords! Yay! <laughs> oh, so I got to do like a little hum so that you uh, you hear the music. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boards and Swords. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Chris Renshaw. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Mr. Philip Herbig. Hey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm being an ass. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> and this is the podcast where we attempt to have fun talking about board games with uh, bad bo- bad jokes, good folks, and hopefully we can get some games in there somewhere. So it's been it's been a nightmare just trying to get started. <laughs> Spent the past thirty <laughs> minutes just just trying to get a decent internet connection going. I'm going to blame the internet. I'm going to blame Atlantic Broadband for that. We got to that's that's why we got to get like the the pedal internet. The faster you pedal the better it is. Oh, okay. Yes. I'll be super slim then. <laughs> exactly. No, you're just going to have like gigantic calves. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk around like I have to walk with my legs like straddled. It looks like I ride a horse just because yes. that's how far my legs have to be. <laughs> uh so how are you doing? Uh, I can't complain too much. Uh, my wallet is going to yell at me <laughs> so bad in the next 48 hours. It's going to, maybe it'll yell at you some more after I go through the news. Maybe it will. Uh, uh, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Going to have a wedding? Going to have a hangout? That, that, that was a segue for you to hit a button. <laughs> you know what's, you know what's great? Horrible segue. <laughs> I said it's going to be hurting after the news. That's the time for you to hit the news button. Oh. Man, you know what's great is when, when I edit this afterwards, I, I have a filter that filters out silence, and it makes oh, okay. uh, it makes all these things flow so much better. Like the jokes, there's not as much pause. <laughs> filters out the sound of silence. Yeah, the sound is... Hey, those of you that are not watching this live or on the video afterwards, you're going to miss out on... Bam, look! We got like news bits here. I could like show up on screen what? now. These are the things you what miss. What is this nonsense? Yeah, I know, right? No, wait, where's my... Okay, there we go. Uh, so, uh, d- no joke for this one because I couldn't think of anything. But uh, I just... Everyone's loving this like three Kickstarter in one thing. So... I, I saw I saw um, another creator that we both know post about that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the CMON announces the Animation Collection Kickstarter... Uh, it's going to have uh, Scooby-Doo, the board game, the Teen Titans Go Mayhem, and Looney Tunes Mayhem. So those last two are, it sounds like they're going to be very similar games, just with one's Teen Titans and one's Looney Tunes. But can we get, like, real Teen Titans? <laughs> hey, I've heard, actually, Teen Titans Go is really good. I, like, I, like, I don't want to like What I heard, like, it's it's really meta kind of thing. Like I've heard Teen Titans oh, yeah. go to I've, the movies. I've seen a bunch of stuff of like they'll they're they're regularly breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. There was like in fact I, there was one episode where they like did a multiverse thing and they met the Teen Titans the the their proper Teen Titans. Prime. Yeah. And there was like a uh there was like a, a crossover episode with them kind of thing. I got to it was back when like everybody was doing like crossovers between multiverses. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this is Simon's next next big Kickstarter. I don't remember if they said when it airs, but it's all going to have pre painted minis, so that's cool. Like you'll have your Teen Titans. Uh, you can have some Looney Tunes. Like you can, I can see Bugs. You can see Daffy, Taz. Can we get the Elmer Fudd? That's the expansion. That'll be a stretch goal. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I would one hundred percent back Tiny. Uh, hey, Philip, what happens when a boxer hits your fuse box? Uh, he knocks your lights out. Kapow! <laughs> uh, the joke there was that the next game we have is Kapow! The super-powered buildable dice game. Uh, it's a, it's got a dice building feature where you add or remove faces to modify your hero and villain. 
Uh, right oh, now, okay. it is at uh, 62,000 out of its 50,000 goal. 783 backers, 15 days to go, at least at the time of recording. Uh, looks like it's got like a two big box thing. There's something where it talks about like depending on how you build your dice, you can make like your hero or make it more of like a villain. So yeah, choose your side, grab your dice and get ready to roll. So looks pretty cool. Um, the artwork definitely reminds me of more of like a 90s style, which isn't exactly up my alley, but I know people could be. I was catching that, yeah. Um, yeah, and the buildable dice thing is nothing new. Like what was it? Uh, dice Throne, I think, did that. So. Uh, Beetle says company called mod cubes maybe yeah i think there's been a couple dice. people that have done this so this is so there you go kapow looks like a pretty sweet it comes with a lot of stuff and it's already funded so if that's interesting to you at all check the show notes it'll be in there uh next up if you put blood on ebay does that make you a vampire gotti <laughs> gotti <laughs> So, Renegade Studios is going to be publishing the World of Darkness RPGs now, the such as Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Apocalypse. So, they had just put out, what was it, 2016, 2018? I think it was when the 5th edition uh, Vampire the Masquerade came out. And they were originally, it was published by White Wolf, and, or excuse me, it was created by White Wolf and distributed by Modifius originally. Okay. Um, but now it's, I believe, I don't know where the White Wolf piece stands in all of this because ba- what I, it's really kind of confusing, but basically what happened is the White Wolf team flubbed it up so, so badly, like not doing proper content creation at all. Like to, to understand fully how this works, you have to understand that in the vampire universe, um, they describe the act of drinking of blood like a it's like a sexual euphoria. Okay. Okay. Like when when you get when a vampire drinks the blood. But then one of the playtest characters they had was a was a vampire who was hooked on biting children, and so it's like, okay, so this guy's basically a pedophile. Yeah, can we not? Yeah, so it was like, like who who comes up with this? And there was a lot of like, there was a lot of like iffy kind of stuff in there. They ended up having to do a revision to the core rulebook to add in like some safety tools and this kind of like, hey this kind of game might attract people that are actually evil. Make sure you're not actually evil and it's just a game kind of thing Yeah. where it was, it was just a lot of missteps where it's like in this day and age, it's like stuff that's like, okay, you can't just advertise to like the, the neck beards, you know, we need to, you need to like make things more accessible to other people too. Yeah. That might be a little bit more sensitive on some of these matters. So from what I understood, and I don't understand a lot, um, it seems like White Wolf is owned by a company called Paradox Interactive or Paradox Entertainment. I think they just gutted the White Wolf team and basically just got rid of everybody. I'm like, we're going to do this hand. We're going to like, <laughs> we're going to do this ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny because like White Wolf is who made the game originally, like way back in the V1. But it's been a bunch yeah. of like handed off back and forth between different people. But regardless, so now Par- the Paradox team is going to be working on it. And then Renegade is now bought the license to it uh, to do the publishing piece, uh, which is it- understandable because they just made that whole uh, vamp or it was Vampire the Masquerade Rivals. I talked about it once. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, Beetle mentions like Bioware is not Bioware now. So same kind of thing. Yeah. So they got the the rights to make that game. So it must have been like maybe the negotiating rights were up with Modifius and Renegade was like, hey, we're already working with you on this other thing. Let me slip you some fat bills under the table here. (laughs) We'll take this and not screw it up. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, The best thing is if you're a vampire or been interested in vampire or the werewolf games that hopefully there'll be a little bit more content control on this and you know so maybe not as many public relations nightmares um hey philip you know spyfall uh there's no hotkey <laughs> oh, oh yeah okay yeah i played spyfall uh this is uh that wasn't even the joke i had the joke i had is uh when spies get out of jail temporarily is it called a james bond but <laughs> Uh, Cryptozoic's coming out next week with a new game called Spy Fest. Ooh. That's, uh, it's kind of in that same type of game of like that social deduction spy game, except for this is actually a team versus team game. It's a two team game. Okay. Uh, and the way it works is one person is a spy and they're, they're, um, they're a famous person. It doesn't say it, you have like a famous character or historical or fictional character 
says they got like 70 uh, original games like Lincoln, Albert Einstein, and Zorro. Um, and like one team or both teams are trying to guess who that person is like by asking them questions, kind of like in Spyfall. But yeah. they can only answer as if they were that figure but they can use keywords that their team understands, but the other team doesn't, but the other team has like the whole list of characters. So it's trying to like, how much can you egg on without giving it away so much? So seems, it seems cool, but the fact like at this point, it's like, why is anybody releasing a four to 10 player game? Like, (laughs) exactly. See, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Like like the Thanksgiving memes I was talking about. Yeah, it's like, I I get the shit like, and that's the other problem is the shelf life on these games is so low that by the time that we're able to play it, no one will remember this came out. <laughs> like, I know you need money, but I feel like you're going to lose money putting it out right now. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's one of those, like, can you afford to just hang on until the next convention, whenever I'm, it is? I mean, unless you pull the Among Us. Yeah. We're going to call that now. Like, oh, yeah, we made our uh, we made our game two years ago. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. And now all of a sudden, why are we getting this giant check from Steam? <laughs> yeah, they got lucky. Of course, I heard somebody talking about it where it's just like everybody's watching streams because there's nothing else to do. So it's just whatever game like this, this group of streamers and stream. Yeah, that whatever they they flip to next, because it's like nobody's talking about Fall Guys anymore. Like everybody was on Fall Guys and then all the streamers went to something else. So then everybody's yeah. like, well, we're going to play with all our friends, everything else. So then it's Among Us. I feel like we're probably getting to the end of the Among Us chain. Probably. We're just wait. I mean, of course, then again, now we're getting into the new consoles coming out. So yeah, it could yeah. be anything now. So uh, last bit of news we have here. Uh, what do you call an appendage that used to be for flying? An X-wing. So this was this was a this is a weird one. Uh, so okay. big story out of FFG. I don't really like how that starts out. Big story out of FFG. All the Star Wars minis games have been punted over to their their one of their newest studios, Atomic Mass Games. Uh, is now doing all the Star Wars miniatures games like X-Wing, Armada, and Legion. They're all moving from Fantasy Flight games to uh, Atomic Mass games. Now, this is still all Asmodee, but it is just kind of weird because it's it that's been like really high value stuff for for uh for ffg um the other big news and the other reason why like i'm not sure how to take it because like at first when i saw this i was like okay that's cool it's just like moving across the hall kind of thing um then i found out one studios because i thought they were both in the same building Mm -hmm. uh but no seattle is where atomic mass is and then the second thing I found out is they actually fired some of the lead staff from like X-Wing and Legion. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I don't know how to take like, I get it on a business sense. It's like, hey, we're going to put all of our minis games like that, like our, our, our lifestyle minis games where you're just buying minis and more minis like our, our, our Warhammer style war game, miniature war games. That's the word I'm looking for. We're going to put mm-hmm. them all over here on this studio. Which makes sense because it's headed by a bunch of people that have done that kind of stuff for years, even before they started this company. Like it makes sense in a business deal, but just from the fact of, I just get the feeling that I, I posted this on Twitter. I feel like they're just strip mining FFG at this point, probably because like they got rid of the the customer service, they got rid of the RPGs. Now the Star Wars stuff's gone, or the the minis got stuff's gone. The mini stuff is gone. Yeah, and it's just like I mean, I'm still imagining they probably. I mean, the LCGs make a decent amount of money, probably considering yeah. they they churn that stuff out on a monthly basis. Unless, well, what this? What what if this could be like a uh, pull a bunch of stuff off a of Fantasy Flight's table to the, you uh, know what that could be it too for other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've I've honestly thought about that for the longest time because it seems like they've had trouble hitting. Um, keeping games consistently up. Like when Legion first came out, they, they, like when the run up to Legion, there was like no X Wing launches or Armada launches. And then like the X Wing stuff came out. And then there was like no, there was a while before all the new X Wing or new Legion stuff came out. So if that's a reason, that does make sense. Um, the firing, like I said, that part doesn't make sense. But what I'm hoping is, is like those people get picked up by atomic mass. Yeah. Like they, oh, they had to, a, what? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this did, ha- this did happen with the RPG department. Yeah. They fired Alex Davey. Uh, that's a hoser 40 K was just asking in the chat. Yeah. That's, that's the, 
This has not been officially confirmed by FFG, but people that know people that know people on the inside have leaked through Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But, I mean, considering our track history, we wouldn't be surprised, right? Oh, um, uh, who was who was the guy who decided that uh, 12 pounds of cardboard punch-outs per game was a good idea? Did you hear that guy? <laughs> No, I think that's that. That guy's probably still there. Okay, yeah, he's probably still that's probably the cardboard distributor from China. That's who. Did, that's oh, who. That's who it is, yeah. So, um, I hope it's because like when the RPG stuff fired, a lot of the people did get picked up by Edge. The people that where the RPGs moved over to, some of them did. Some of them got picked up as freelancers, and some of them didn't at all. So I'm hoping that maybe some of these leads, maybe they just get like it, it. It's a formal, hey, we got to fire you so that they can hire you kind of thing. Oh yeah, those things. Yeah. But I, I, that's what I. The optimist in me is hoping, but the realist is saying, no. I think they were just using this as chance to 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 clean out some people. The other good thing is I hope that all these people that have been let go from FFG, I hope they just like make their own studio. That's like, oh, that'd be cool former fantasy games wouldn't that be funny <laughs> so there you go that's that's the news so philip fantasy flight what would the opposite of that be realistic uh, realistic walking space swim space swim games <laughs> there we go so so philip uh I, I made you hold off a week but uh you went on a you went on a vacation i did in fact, you went on a vacation with a bunch of men. You might even call it I a mancation. The, we we got the hell out of Dodge and probably right timing too, because like if you had waited a couple of weeks, it would have been like everything shut down. Oh, and also it was uh it was starting to get ridiculously cold. Yeah. So yeah. Um actually the room the room that myself and one other guy were in, um so the place we were in, freaking awesome. Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. All right. That's a pretty place. Um, I've been there. Not so much uh <laughs> well that's More, because you're still like harper's ferry is like on yeah. the border between west virginia and virginia yeah so i mean still a little civilized um we were so um people are probably going to flip about the whole social distancing thing we kind of were because we wanted to go on a hike on saturday so we we roll into harper's ferry there's no parking right there's no parking anywhere like all the locals um and like they have their own private parking spots and all that kind of driveways and parking lots and all that kind. There was, I mean, all the street parking was filled up. People are people are hiking two miles to their six mile hike. I mean, like it yeah. was. Just, we were just like, all right. Um, there's a brewery ten minutes away. Like, yeah, let's go get drunk. <laughs> this, this is great. That's how we're gonna do that. And um, keep in mind, this is so. I don't know if I recognized all the people in the photos, but is it mostly a bunch of was it single guys? Uh, uh, me, Jason, Mike. That was it. Yeah. So like. Like, it's a little different than, like, people, you know, like, if I, I wouldn't have gone with y'all if I had, you know, if I'd been invited. Like, I wouldn't have gone because of just uh, the, the potential of, you know, with my well, family. Well, but No, I, I was saying, like, you were, you, were at, you were asking about single people. I was like, there were one, two, three, four, five. There were seven people on the trip. Gotcha. Three of us have no... But still a bunch of younger and healthier people. Yeah, like a couple of them with babies on the way. Um, uh, yeah, so we're out there. We're hiking. We, we go. And so we were like, all right, screw it. Now, the, we went to two breweries up there. Both of the breweries, and I figured out why, um, they have these ridiculously large outdoor seating areas because they're both built on the side of a mountain yeah. and they just like overlook the valley and yep. it was kind of cool and um but it was it was just great to like just get the hell out of dodge not have to worry about anything for a couple days yeah i wish oh things are just getting heated up around here because it's like holidays and everybody's trying to figure out stuff and we're just like uh, we're gonna stay home guys yep Y'all, y'all, yeah. if y'all want to go visit family and stuff, that that's cool and all, but uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna do our thing here, in the house, like we always do. Yeah, and we're gonna we ordered we've been testing out all these meal kits and stuff. So HelloFresh was like, or like um, all these like HelloFresh and all these other ones are like, hey, you want to try our Thanksgiving feast? And we're like, sure. Yes, yes, yes. You're gonna have like six turkeys show up, aren't you? <laughs> that was the thing. Is it was like. One of them, it was like 70, 100 bucks for like the Thanksgiving feast. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, yeah, that's for like six to 10 people. I'm like, okay, can we get like the four to six option? <laughs> like <laughs> I want a little bit of buffer, but yeah, because that's the problem. We just don't eat leftovers that much because it goes in the fridge and just disappears. No. Like when food goes in the fridge, we just forget it's there until like a month later. And we're like, 
Dang it, I was going to eat that. I was going to eat that two days after we made it. Yeah. 30 days ago. So did you take any board games with you? Um, yeah, so about that. <laughs> I um, I laid a bunch of small games out next to my suitcase and then put my suitcase in the car and went and got loaded up and we left. <laughs> oh, you didn't even bring your little small games that you like keep in your car at all times? Nope. Nope, because uh, I was adult about a year ago and cleaned my car out. <laughs> I had them ready, though. They were ready to go. Oh, man. Man. So did you guys do anything else? Did, or was uh, it pretty so much just drinking, drinking the whole time? Um, no, not the whole time. Sometimes we were asleep. <laughs> Rob, movies. Any watch any movies? Um, we watched. Uh, so we watched um, episode one and two, uh, or excuse me, chapters nine and ten of the Mandalorian. Oh yes, we're all caught up um, now too because uh, eleven came out. Yep. Um, and then we watched uh, Pacific Rim. A couple of us are doing that. <laughs> A lot of the times uh, they were they're like um, they they were trying to get people to like sit around the fire and stuff and I was like yeah but we have a hot tub <laughs> hey there you go yeah um, they said it was a seven person hot tub uh, I don't <laughs> think they I don't think they accounted for the fact that um, when you put a couple of us in there some of us had um, like an extra person and a half total <laughs> when we sat in the hot tub it's like so like, it's like you ever look at the 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 tents. Uh, the, the, when they say like a four to six person tent, that's like a two person tent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like how it's like four, expected? it's like four people stacked on top of each other, maybe, uh-huh. or you know, head to toe next to each other. Yeah, packed in there like sardines. Yeah, that's what when we used to camp, we used to whatever the the tent, like when you'd buy a tent. Whatever it said, the number of people you always have that number. Oh, exactly. Uh, Beetle's talking about he watched the Lego the the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. Um, they, uh, I keep the, seeing stuff uh, for it, but I've not seen it yet. Uh, Chris and Mike were talking about that. They were we were like, oh hey you guys, we're playing Deep Rock Galactic tonight. He's like, um, I'm watching the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on when it's done. Where do you watch that? I'm assuming Disney. Disney uh, Plus. Probably Disney. Yeah, that would be my bet. My free <laughs> year Disney Plus ran out because. Oh. Uh, uh, Verizon had that deal where if you had unlimited internet with them, you got Disney Plus for a year. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. just like, hey, we're just going to let you know we're going to start charging you now for Disney Plus. And it was like, oh, another like, yeah, about that. Another thing I got to pay for now. Service. Well, get the um, do the uh, do the do the fifteen dollar Hulu one. Oh yeah. Just link all link all three of them together. Then you get ESPN. You can watch sports. Oh. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's right, man. You can talk about the old sports ball next time you're in the office. Ah, sports ball. And, uh, and did you see when the orc and the troll, probably. they were like. <laughs> next, next time you're in the office talking with the guys around the water cooler in, you know. 2025. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Our office is like, hmm, maybe we don't need to be in the office that much. Even when there's an, even when we can be in the office, maybe we'll just uh, work from home still. Right? Hey, I'm, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, th- I remember reading stories. There's like whole off companies that are like, maybe we don't need to have an actual office anymore. My, um, uh, my, my uncle's company, they, um, he, he was talking about the way they're supporting all the workers through this whole business. He, um, like he can requisition anything he needs <laughs> and just like roll up to the building. Someone will walk it out to him. Nice. He was like, yeah, I need a new mouse. Hey, I need a new fancy ergonomic chair. Hey, I need a new monitor. And they were just like, yeah, uh, come by three o'clock. It'll be ready for you. Nice. Yeah, Beatles talking about uh, they don't have Disney Plus because they're waiting for all the Mandalorian episodes to come out and then like join for a month and and binge them. <laughs> it, it it was too hard. Like I was getting, we hit the three, we were three episodes behind. I'm like Ashley, I'm starting to see spoilers on TikTok. <laughs> all right, <laughs> have you seen the out of context spoilers? Uh, maybe I don't know. S- someone did uh, like a chapter eleven out of context spoilers, and it's just I don't know. It's like twelve pictures, and one of them is a pair of frogs hugging. <laughs> Uh, did you see somebody made that frog species into uh, uh, I posted uh, yeah, it Yeah, you put in that the, in the thing. Yeah. They made that into the Star Wars RPG. It's just called Frog, but it's like P-H. <laughs> it's like P-H-O-G-G. <laughs> so, uh, I've I've been trying to play games. Um, I did like the, the before the before our last yeah, I was hoping to actually have a review this episode, but I've been playing a little bit of a lot of things and nothing enough to play to, to review. Nothing um, enough to have opinions on it. Yeah, like I, I got some more plays in of the Silver Bullet game. 
that I've tried, but I want to get uh, Ashley and Chloe to try that before I do a review of that because uh, I want to see what they think of it compared to Cabo. And then uh, I did the Arkham Horror Third Edition stream uh, before last week's show, and uh, that was that was an endeavor. It was like a three-hour-long game, not including setup. <laughs> like it took me like i started uh i started like eight o'clock the night before and it took me an hour to set up the game and then like the one or two people that watch it like it's like nine o'clock now i gotta go to bed i was like yeah i'm just <laughs> gonna keep this was like the day before veterans day oh yeah and so i was like i'll just stream again tomorrow with the actual gameplay and i did and then that was like a three-hour ordeal just because uh, I was, I was having, I was playing characters that were not necessarily optimized for the scenario, uh, but because uh, I was playing the new, uh, what's it called, Under Dark Waves, okay, uh, expansion, which is all like the the Innsmouth themed stuff, where it's like water, it's like a, the, a bunch of water based type adventures. We have like a lot of deep ones, and um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dagon. It's like this like ancient, or it's this like great old fish god looking thing, like fish person and. Isn't that uh. Isn't that raven's dead no trigon is raven trigon yeah yeah. yeah yeah so started playing that and i realized that like the the setup took forever because none of my stuff was organized so i'm like what about this card deck nope that's not what i need i need this card nope that's not what i need and so like trying to move stuff around um so played that that was that was an ordeal i don't know if i'd play that on stream again because it was just so long um and then Tried playing, so uh, we 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 decided to start playing Arkham Horror, the card game again. And I was like, "Hey, I've got this Vorpal board thing. I'd like to at least try it. I don't know if it's going to work with Arkham." Mm-hmm. Um, so like the the like couple hours before, I legit scanned in like two hundred cards. Jeez. But that game is not, ne- or that game, or the Vorpal board is not necessarily designed for that game. Uh, Because it definitely started bogging down a little bit with that many image files (laughs) loaded in. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. It would have been better had I just scanned in the player decks and then had the camera down for all the location cards. But um, I still need a better second device for the camera so that I can keep my phone for scanning in cards. So I didn't have that. So we just kind of gave up and then like I read I basically reset up the board that we had it set up in Tabletop Simulator and we just continued the game the other night um playing the the uh Carnival of Horrors which was pretty interesting it's like one of the first um you remember that Curse of the Rugaru adventure that we did the the werewolf uh, one I think it was the the big the big like 2 3 hour one that we did vaguely It was the only time we played with Cindy Arkham Horror. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Um, it was around the same time that that came out. They also came out with this standalone one that's a Carnival of Horrors that's a big carnival one, which it's weird because it has like all the locations are in a circle and you can only move to the next cart in the in the path. Like you can't backtrack at all. Okay. So, and you're trying to like find all these, uh, you're trying to find all these um, innocent basically people, but like half the people are masked baddies. And so you're trying to like gather them up before this like big tentacle squid thing t- destroys the th- the the entire carnival. So like the end of the, <laughs> the end of the scene is you like pedaling off down this canal, like dragging this this big huge squid thing after you. And um, the last like the last task you have to do is you have to do so many of these physical or agility based skills that's you rolling and once you get enough counters that's you've you've you you considered uh succeeded but we looked at that task and then we looked at its health and it was like it's like the same number of tasks to kill it and we've got like skills and cards and stuff we can use to kill it versus only being able to do these two tasks so we're like why don't we just kill it (laughs) (laughs) like sure it's got 28 health but uh (laughs) So that's uh, that's that's my character's answer to most things. <laughs> well, I always kill it. So there you go. Uh, in the chat room, uh, Hoser at 40k asked me if I had tried out Ant-Man yet. No, I have not. I am so far behind on Marvel Champions because I've just not been in the mood to play solo and I haven't played. Marvel a, Champions? What? I haven't played uh, any games with my dad. So I still haven't played like I still haven't played Red Skull. I still haven't played like I've only done like one or two games with Hulk. So like I, I've got to work. I've got a lot to do and and to get caught up on the block. I tried doing um, a solo game because I hadn't played 
Uh, I have a solo game series I do on my blog where I test each hero using the solo rhino scenario. Uh, and I tried playing uh, Doctor Strange on there, who's usually OP, but the cards didn't come out in my way. And I got wiped the floor with. Because um, you didn't believe in the heart of the cards. I didn't Chris. believe in the heart of cards. And then, so I got to do, I got to redo that with Strange. And then I got to go Hulk. And then, you know, uh I got Hawkeye and uh, Spider-Woman from the Rise of the Red Skull before I even get to to Ant-Man yet. Uh, and then Beetle says, uh, played the Hellboy board game last weekend and one of the Adventures Escape games, um, which they recommend, which I still have somewhere. Oh, yeah, they are. They're down there from when Colin and Cindy played them. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the exit games that could be reused, basically. That's right, that's right. So... Uh, with that, let's let's transition into our segment for this this scenario. Uh, one thing I decided is when it's just the two of us that that playing the the game show isn't as rewarding. Rewarding. There you go. That's the word. So we're gonna do. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna create more content for both the Slack and the Facebook discussion group and encourage more people to join both of those. So what I did is I threw out today, I'll, I'll give more um, I'll, I'll give more of a notice next time, but just kind of like, hey, ask us some questions, some random questions. I think next time it might be if we see a really big thread that's happening, like a big discussion that's going on, maybe we'll talk about it. So I want to do that. That So this is like the community involvement section when it's just the two of us. I paused, waiting to see if he would sing it. Sing it. <laughs> Beetle says we need to make the game stump the beard where we ask each other trivia. <laughs> but before we get to that community section, I uh, just want to plug the Patreon again. Patreon.com slash boards and swords. Uh, I'm still working on it's only been a week, so I haven't gotten any further yet on the um the Tangled in the Slipstream first episode that'll be coming out this month though i do promise that it is coming out this month but in the meantime the other benefits you get by joining is i've been taking the the pre and post shows um whenever we cut like the streams on and off uh, the bits that we have before and after i've been putting those together and making it like a separate bonus episode type thing that you're only going to get that only goes on the patreon feed so if you're not a patron, you don't get that info or you don't get that extra bonus content, uh, random goofiness at all. Uh, but all you got to do is be a dollar, Philip. Dollar, dollar one, gets you all to that. One dollar. Yep. Dollar makes us holler. Yep. Uh, you also get like, you know, the you get access to the Slack, but the Slack is open basically now for anybody. But there's special channels in there only for patrons. Uh, you also get, uh, if you're higher up, there's the dice package that we're hoping to get. Uh, more people too, to the point where we could eventually do like the random goodie bags that'll give out through the year. So you're not going to get any of that. If you don't go back us over at patreon.com slash boards and swords. And with that, Philip, it's it's time for some questions. You got your you got your hard hat or you got your thinking hat on? Um, I think I ran it over with a truck. Okay. Uh, Beetle gave us a whole bunch of these. I saw that. So first of all, how does having a required app for a game influence your decision to play it or to buy it? Uh, there, he's talking about like Mansions of Madness where you have to have an app to run the game. Uh, what if the app was a nice add-on but not a requirement like the Cosmos Exit apps where it's flavor instead? I honestly don't care. Like to me, I I I almost would seek out those kind of games. Like it means more to me that way because you can almost do more with an app-based game. Like I'm not one yeah. of the people that's got to be like, ah, it's my board game. I can't have video games in my board game. No, I I 100% want video games in my <laughs> board games. Especially like games like Mansions, where it means like we can play as a group, and the board, the game can just tell us how to move stuff around. Yes, you know, because I, I've become a big fan of like connected or I become a big fan more of com uh, cooperative games versus competitive. So games that allow to have an app so that I can play them more cooperatively, I'm all for it. Um, this one I had to have him rewarded because I didn't understand what he meant at first. He said, what do you see as the current slate of crossover games? Uh, and basically he's asking like your intro or your, your starter games that that's getting people into the hobby. Like, uh, okay. you started off with like, you know, it used to be ticket to ride or Catan, uh, could be from mass market to Arch designer game. games or from board games to mini games or party games to other games. So like what bring, what do you think of the, he said current slate current slate okay i um i feel like there's so many now that <laughs> yeah i mean there's so that everyone's coming out well 
not only are not only are, I mean we can call them like the, you know the gateway drug of board games. Yeah, well that's why basically. I think they call them gateway games. Yeah, so I mean there's there's also so many games. So uh, well take a uh, take X Wing for instance. Yeah, starter set. All you needed was to buy a starter set. You and a buddy, and you can you, you can, can have a figure game. out <laughs> a game. I mean there were a couple scenarios that involved the whole starter set. Yeah. But then it was like if you want more, you know here's our ten million dollars worth of other things <laughs> you can buy. I think the only problem I have now with like the way the way games are set up is most of these types of games are your target games because that's where like people not in the hobby that's where they're going to get exposed to it. Yeah. And the problem is is there's such a glut of those types of games and there's no content filtering like targets just hey you got the money we'll put you on the shelves. So like mm-hmm. there was one and it's a really funny review. Uh, it, it, I haven't watched a, a Dice Tower review in a while, but this one was great. So they made a like um, a Heinz party pack of board games to where it look it's it's like a ketchup bottle that has dice. So it's like a Heinz ketchup dice game, and then All like right. a a craft mac and cheese tile game thing, and then a um. Uh, a Jello Jiggler dice game as well, and like the 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 Heinz one looks like a bottle of ketchup. The macaroni one looks like a box of macaroni and cheese, and so you see it like that's that's kind of quirky. And apparently they're terrible games. Like they're all just terrible. And like the, it's the review is hilarious and how funny he just or how badly he just rips these games to shreds. But that's what I'm afraid of is you get stuff like that. And people are trying to like, oh, what's this? Uh-huh, I like macaroni and cheese. I'm like this is terrible. I'm not buying. I'm not spending $50 on a board game when this is what I'm playing. You know, yeah, when it's I, like I can see that yeah. I'm not paying $50 for Gloomhaven when this other game that I've you know, I saw was trash. But if you look like you look at Target, there's so many of those type like the SNL game and mm. like when it started out, yes, it was like when the Target shelf started, it first started, it was Catan and Ticket to Ride and then like Azul came in. But then it was just like we're going to open the doors and it's going to be like everything and it's like Maybe we need a, a little bit more gatekeeping on that. I, I would agree with you, yeah. Curation. That's the word I'm looking for. There we go. Yeah. You gotta gotta call the herd just, just a little bit. bit. So um he asked about Kickstarter has reached a gaming saturation point. It was once a boom for games, but has that product cycle hit maturity or decline? Is it still a relevant platform? Or is the next thing to come along already here? I think it's still fine. Um, yeah, my wallet would say that it's yeah. uh, very relevant. In fact, I feel like Kickstarter is more relevant these days than it is any other time. Uh, yeah. And and the biggest the biggest thing with Kickstarter is it lets companies know exactly how many to print. They know yep. this many people have backed the game, so I at least need this many. It's not like when if Fantasy Flight makes a game and they go and print or or not say Fantasy Flight, but let's say like a tier below. Um, you know, like even say uh, Cephalofair or Leader Games, the people that make Root or or even Gloomhaven, it's like we have this new game. It could be a hit or it could not be. I don't know how many to print, so I'll print five thousand and it sells out, and then nobody can get it. Or maybe I'll print ten thousand and then nobody buys it, and they just sit around. And in this day, and then especially in twenty twenty, when money's tight, that could make or break a company. Yep. So. And Beetle says, but that's thinking about Kickstarter as a pre-order system. Yeah, but that's a lot of the... I mean, I know that companies like Simon abuse it, but a lot for all these small companies, they can't afford for it not to be. Yeah. You know? Like, when you've got a small company, they can't afford to take the risk to hit and miss. So, you're still supporting, like, I still, yes, maybe Kickstarter, the Kickstarter says they're not a, a pre-order system. They kind of are. But at the same time, you know, and yeah, like, he brings up, like, Omari. like yeah, that, he brings up Omari, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm saying, like. That. It, what it does is it helps level the playing field. I feel like what is what it does. Yes, you've got your mega hit Kickstarters, but you've also got like you like you said, people like Omari. It makes the entry into the it makes the entry the the barrier to entry. That's what I'm trying to say. It makes the barrier to entry so much lower because they don't. They, it's so much easier to help find an audience or. For people like Amari, they can put the effort into building the game, but they don't have to put in the additional income to, you know, getting the bank loans or whatever to to publish the game and then have nobody buy it because they haven't generated an audience. Whereas now they can build the audience, get the money, 
And then it'd be like, people want this. They want to support this. And then now we'll get the game published. Did any of that make sense? It did to me. Okay. Uh, what should he have for lunch? Um, well, I don't know. Tomorrow, I'm having bachelor chow. I would not recommend it. <laughs> uh, 2021 conventions, what's likely to change? What do you want to see change? Is it feasible to try and fit in 70,000 people into a hotel next year for Gen Con? Or will it be a year to take off for companies to develop a better online presence? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's too much in the up in the air. That is too much up in the air. I, I do say... I, I will put out there that I feel that um, Gen Con should also like concurrent with Gen Con. They should run Gen Con online. Yeah, I do feel that's and uh, we went into some of that last time. Um, I feel having a scaled back might be a good idea. I don't know how that would work because like tickets would sell out. How do you get as many companies there? You know, is it that does that even make it profitable? Eh. Um, I feel like smaller conventions would be the way to start. Like things like local conventions mm-hmm. when when people start getting the vaccine around and that sort of stuff starts happening. I feel like smaller conventions, local conventions, publisher specific conventions might be a good idea. Uh, the, yeah, because I mean, like Seamon Expos down in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, who uh, who who's um Asma, didn't Asmodee have something? Uh, well, Fantasy Flight does some events like they'll have their tournaments and they'll have like their Arkham Knights right. kind of stuff. Who was the what was the one Colin and Cindy always went to? Uh, that that was the Dice Tower Con. Dice Tower Con, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a couple like Renegade had their online one, the Renegade Con yep. earlier in the year, and I think they even had like a second one later. Uh, they could do that. Uh, he mentions just they ever get their stream in order. <laughs> That was you're thinking of FFG. Oh, I am thinking of FFG, aren't I? Uh, he says he don't want Gen Con to become something like E3. I think where they kick out all the yeah. There's allow- I think there's a difference there. Like Gen Con's never not going to be the big huge ordeal. The idea of having the online stuff is just give people that can't afford or don't have the ability to do those streams to be able to see those streams at home. And people to run the events because the Gen Con event system is a great system for finding oh, events. So just yes. taking that and applying it online, it's not the same experience. And that's the big difference. The other big difference is, is E3 is a press event and Gen Con is like started out as a convention. It has press events in it at the same time. So that would be like E3 would be more like the Gamma Trade Show. Those are the comparisons there where like E3 was always made for, as a trade show that just people enough people started watching it and started going to it that it became much more and then they scaled back to being more of a trade show thing. So that's the difference there. I don't think you're going to run into that with Gen Con. Uh, I actually remember the year they they kicked out all the uh, like non-industry people because that was when G4 was still a TV channel mm-hmm. and a couple of um, like Attack of the Show and X-Play, they were like, yeah, we get to go. It's a lot quieter this year. <laughs> a lot less people walking around. Uh, Roger asks, how do you decide when you replace an old version 1 with a new version 2 with updates game. Oh. Uh, how do I decide? A, how much money have I spent on it? B, how much money is it going <laughs> to spend to get the new Converting. version to convert? B, how much of the stuff I have is going to carry over with that conversion? And C, what does it look like? Because for me, that matters. If it looks a lot prettier, it's getting bought. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Actually, yeah, that's that's. I mean, because a lot of uh, the X-wing stuff when mm-hmm. they went to um, what did they call it? Did they call it like second edition? They just called edition? it second yeah. edition. I mean, because like a lot. Of, it also so depends on how much I'm playing said game. That one too. Yeah, like because like you did you didn't get second edition. I got nothing. Yeah, you? no. But we also was like we stopped playing. Yeah, exactly. Which I wouldn't mind playing again, but I wouldn't either. Actually, no. We need to break out and play Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, but I'm just not a big Battlestar Galactica fan. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was did you I, not. Did you not see her? Yeah, I know. There we go. But what was she in? Star Wars. Okay, but crossover. <laughs> oh man, some people. I, I've been seeing pictures on Instagram of people making custom Mandalorian uh, Star Wars Legion and the painting them up like all the, the like the Mandalorians. Oh, nice. It's so good. Uh, do you buy then purge to fit, or do you keep a steady purge going? And do you give away games to non-gamers as a part of purging more than the desire to get them played? Um, I think we did a whole episode on that. <laughs> 
talking about purging games. Yeah. But uh, no, more often than that is is I purge just to um, a. It used to be I would purge to get some extra coin for conventions. So I would sell things that I thought either, that I wasn't playing and that I thought I could get some coin to help spending for new games. So I guess I would purge before buying. And I I give away games to non gamers if I think it's a good fit for them. Like if it's if someone's a big uh, like. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I don't know an example off the top of my head, but I feel like in the past I've given away thematic games to people that like that genre, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think Philip's ever given away a game because he only has like a handful. Uh, I have two handfuls now. Oh, okay. Uh, Jordan wants to know what is your favorite version of Munchkin and what is your favorite Munchkin expansion. Um, I think I know the answer to this. So Conan Munchkin. Yep. There you go. Um, really specifically just for the barbarian the barbarian card it's a cheat i can do what i want because i'm a barbarian and what are you going to do about it uh i don't know if you've played too many of the expansions i have you've just played a lot of the base sets i played a lot of the base sets i mean you gave me some packs that like we've integrated into the decks but so much that it's hard to remember what's what yeah i mean like there's there's a there's a christmas pack hidden in the deck somewhere i think yeah i mean like like so it's it's really all much oh um, Munchkin, what space Munchkin? The star Munchkin. The, uh, star Munchkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh, banana fana folk. Oh there. yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a separate base set though. You can just keep adding that on. Phaser, Taser, Bobazer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know you mentioned in the the one episode. Uh, your favorite games to play together was Arcadia Quest. What are some other games to play together? That's a good one because most of the time it's whatever review game we still have we have on the uh-huh. pile. Yeah. Um, the, um, we did play uh, a the, lot of X Wing. We used to play a lot of that. Was like it was like me, X-Wing. you, and Jeremy. We played a ton Dude, of X Wing. That was like every Wednesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. That that was like peak 2013. Yeah, we were just buddy. every week playing X Wing. Uh, trying to think of like other games we've consistently played on a regular basis. Hmm. I gotta like. Uh, we've done a lot of review of the pop figures. Yeah. The, the, not that much. There's only been like a, oh, ha- yeah. a handful of games. Yeah. I mean, in in the before days, it was a lot of Munchkin. It was. I mean, that was that was our game till till one of us got smart. Uh... We're, we're still trying to figure out which one of us that was. <laughs> Oh, now I'm like, I'm trying to look and see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Blood Rage. We've played a lot of Blood Rage. Oh, we have played a lot of Blood Rage. Yeah. We should We should find a time to test and see if the uh, digital version I doubt it. it. I have yeah. not heard any updates on that. Okay. What's the and it's, it's funny because every time they talk about it on their Facebook page, I respond and be like, like, hey, we've got new DLC. I'm like, hey, why don't you fix the game? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is the DLC, yeah. the actual patch to make the game work. Yeah. It's going to cost you twelve ninety nine. Yeah, we got a bunch of games that we need to play. Uh, Scythe. We have played a lot of Scythe, but we've played more digital played Scythe, Scythe, I think, than we've played physical board game Scythe. Uh, you've played more physical board game Scythe. Well, I know, but I meant like together. I feel like we've oh, played together. the app together more than we've played yeah. the physical board game together. Cause, or it may be actually split 50-50. I want to say it's split, yeah. That's right, because you did jump in a couple of the... Uh, um, when we did the campaign stuff. When you did the campaign, yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay, I got to go to work. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Uh, and then, all right, uh, last one here. Uh, what movie, so this one is from Daniel Chadwick. What movie could you see being turned into a good board game? What mechanics would work well with, or would work with that movie game genre? Sorry, I'm having trouble reading. Uh, for example, Die Hard would be a good one versus many, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a good one versus many secret deduction game or fantastic dexterity game where you have to crawl through a shiny tunnel and then walk on broken glass and then drive a cop car backwards while eating a Twinkie. Fun for the whole family. Uh, I do agree about his about uh, the Die Hard one, but now I got to think of a different one. A good movie turned into a Ferris good board Bu- game. Day off. What? Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day, Day Off. Day Off. What would that be? Um, it would be a. Oh, let's. See. Oh, it could be one of those one versus many like secret um, hidden movement games. I'm oh, trying to yeah. think if you. I was going to say. I, I'm trying movement. to think That's if you've played one. A I don't, hidden movement game. I, I don't know if you've played a hidden movement game. 
Because the way the way a hidden movement game is like people make notes on their that they'll like they have a there's a copy of or there's the board and then the people hiding have a copy of the board on like a scratch pad where they mark where they go and the other players are trying to find like the one person like okay. using clues and stuff. But I feel like usually it's a bunch of people trying to find the one guy. But I feel like you could flip it for Ferris Bueller and have the one guy be the principal. Yeah, and trying to find all the you know like Cameron and find, Ferris uh, and uh, Ferris and I can't remember her name. The pretty girl. Yeah, yeah, that could work. I'm trying to think of myself, because uh, the games, my favorite like superhero movies have already been done. Uh, Firefly was done. Like Serenity was done. Uh, Back to the Future's been made a couple of different times into games. So trying to think of my like my favorite movies. Uh, Dark City. Every round you get shuffled around. You shuffle uh, another character with different abilities. One person plays the strangers. And the rest play people in the town trying to defeat the strangers. Oh, I think is that a game? Are you saying that's a game that basically does what we're talking about? So... Uh, other movies. What other movies do I like? Uh, I feel like you could probably make a funny Super Troopers game. Yes. Oh, Dark City's a movie. Okay. Uh, like just a a think like think like if Restoration Games took Mousetrap and made it into like a good game. Oh. But like Super Troopers themed, where it's just like stuff going wrong like the whole time. <laughs> Open bar, dude. <laughs> All right, and that's all. That's uh, I. I think I got all the questions, but that was a decent amount, at least for this time. Uh, so if you have other topics or questions you'd like to see us answer, feedback at boardsandswords.com. Go ahead and send them to us, or I'll, like I said, join the Facebook, the Boards and Swords community page. Uh, we'll, I'll start a thread in there uh, close to the next episode. But I think that's all I got, Philip. You got anything else? Uh, nope. That's going to wrap up this week's episode. If you want to watch the show live, we mostly record every other Wednesday at boardsandswords.com slash live. It's got the schedule. It's got the links to all the live streaming channels. Uh, you got to come check us out. And if you really enjoy this show, you are going to love our live play podcast, The Dirtbags of Holding. That's where we take all these amazing RPGs that are out there and we play them for your listening pleasure. All right, like I said, feedback at boardsandswords.com is where you can email us comments and questions. We're also on social media. Facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod is our official Facebook page. It's also got the link to the community page or to the community group if you use Facebook groups. So you can join in on there. Um, I think I'm going to make a, a, a URL that's uh, boardsandswords.com slash slack. That'll get you invited into the slack. But uh, also, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Boards and Swords on Twitter. And on Instagram, you can find me at Chris, or excuse me, Board Swords Chris. I got to fix that. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Phil Dirtbag. Lastly, this podcast is a part of Punchboard Media. For other great gaming podcasts, make sure you check out punchboardmedia.com. And check out Punchboard Parade. It's a video show that I host where we get a bunch of clips of different creators making different stuff talking about different different types of questions and such uh once again check out patreon.com slash boards and swords for more content and to support the show and we'll be back in two weeks with another show in the meantime remember that every gamer has a stir as a story and my story is is that maybe for thanksgiving i can keep everybody at home and play board games for once <laughs> yeah i know i know i know Ha, it's fixed. What's fixed? The the I fixed the my like the the title or my uh Instagram name. Hey, I, uh, I do TikTok now too. On purpose? Yeah, I, I started doing uh board game dad jokes on TikTok. Oh, I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah.